Hello, my name is Heather, and this is my posh boyfriend, Max. Hello. And this is our podcast, Posh Things My Boyfriend Says. Hello, and welcome to episode six. Episode six. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Yeah? We're recording this on a, on a Sunday. Mm. We've had a pretty leisurely weekend we have an overcast and slightly bleak sunday yeah sort of pathetic fallacy Mm. is it yeah isn't it why are you feeling bleak well no no (laughs) but you know the world at the moment you know it's not necessarily in the best possible shape i don't know if it passed you by but there's certain you know slightly (laughs) adverse events going on i've been very busy this morning I've been uh, dyeing my eyebrows, which is an activity mm. you always love me doing. <laughs> yeah. And... Doing my Frida Kahlo impression. Or actually, you figured out earlier, um, uh, Terry Crews from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, exactly. When he shaves his, <laughs> when he shaves his eyebrows <laughs> out. <laughs> Good. Um, we've also been keeping busy because we headed out to Borough Market yesterday. And um, obviously, a, a long-running theme from some of our um, listeners has been to point out moments where you've been a bit posh too, darling. It's an interesting question <laughs> as to whether or not. I would vouch that your excitement at buying a demi-bottle of Sancerre for the first time <laughs> suggests you're well on the way. But that's because I've never tried Sancerre. Uh-huh. And so I feel like if you're posh, then that's just, you know, table wine. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Well, you know, I suppose on your good table. but um, I was very excited about that shop, yeah, actually. It I was so lovely. That might be social mobility in action, just, you know, you yeah. um, lusting after it. It's a really, now, really good place. the guy who ran the shop, I think it's fair oh. to say, is a lovely man. He's lovely. I think he was a bit posh, wasn't he? He was definitely posh. So what makes you say that? Well, his, his general chatter about the wine, which mm. you would hope he would know a lot about, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I wouldn't suggest knowing your profession makes you posh. <laughs> but maybe it's his choice of profession. Maybe only vintners yeah. uh, like to be posh. That's maybe. an interesting one. Um, he, I don't know if he was wearing a signet ring or not. He had a very posh accent, mm-hmm. but he also had that, you know, posh uniform of a check shirt and a, a, a gilet. He had a gilet. He had a gilet. See, I didn't notice the gilet. What I did notice were the mustard trousers. Oh, I didn't very, spot the mustard trousers. Yeah, they were very fetching. <laughs> which I think, because we, we um, uh, wanted to talk about that as uh, sort of the focus of this episode, is whether or not there's sort of a posh uniform, where the fashion can mark you out to be posh. Fashion. Um, and I think that that, uh, mustard trousers, and I think it was a red. He was w- wearing red on his top half. I didn't clock if it was a gilet or not. Mm. Um, I think that's pretty good as as a posh uniform. <laughs> so when you think about posh clothing, there's a few things that come to mind. The gilet is one of them. The red trousers is another one. The red trousers is so big. Like a couple of years ago, there was a really popular um, blog called My Fucking Red Trousers, and it was <laughs> it was just pictures of. Um, posh blokes in the wild who were all wearing red chinos. Chinos specifically. Chinos specifically. Chinos specifically. So this, I think, is a really interesting one because I, I do own some red trousers, but only recently yeah. acquired. And they... At my behest, actually. At your behest, yeah. And I'd say they're more, you know, aubergine. 
brilliant <laughs> which is definitely not red there is sort of ready purple ready purple okay yeah. very good but i think that, that that's a really interesting one because objectively speaking red trousers aren't really a great look i wouldn't have said what do you think you're much more fashion um aware i think than i am stretching it a bit well well yeah compared to you for sure <laughs> definitely you so, don't dress posh actually no no Okay, no. well, there you go. You heard it I mean, you here. absolutely love your anorak. <laughs> My anorak? Your black anorak. Yeah. The one that um, the monkey stole. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a story for another time. That is a great I'd story. I beat a monkey actually. in a wrestling match in China <laughs> and won back It was back a, it was a tug of war. A tug of war, <laughs> yeah, exactly. War. Yeah, we didn't properly wrestle. Anyway, that's for another anyway. another podcast. Posh Adventures, perhaps. Um, No, so, so the red trousers, I don't think necessarily they look, they're like a particularly great look, but what I think it does that's really interesting is it marks you out as like one of the tribe. Mm. And I think that this is a really interesting thing that goes into it. So I do also own a gilet. Um, which you were wearing actually up until about 10 minutes ago when we came to record yeah and on a little trip to borough market i think that's another pretty posh bit of clothing and again so i think there are certain things that like you wear because a lot of people have been writing in which i think is fantastic you know we love it when people write in and there's first of all people who um aren't necessarily from a posh background or even people who aren't British by birth. And so we're just like, what actually is all this stuff? How does it work? And this is something, isn't it? It's sort of, we don't really understand this poshness and, and why it's such a big thing. And so some of the markers, I think, of it are um, stuff like clothing and what makes somebody posh or not. And I've been thinking about it a lot since we started this podcast. And I think it's, yeah, you sort of adopt mannerisms or you adopt fashion because it helps mark you out as being part of that tribe and if that's what you grow up around and that's what your parents and your parents friends and your peers at school and stuff all wear then you wear it too yeah kind of like aspiring to wear jack wills or something Mm. which all goes into it um so i guess interesting question so that's so that's it from my quote-unquote posh perspective it's like yeah I, i sort of acknowledge and get that there's um a, a reason why mm. the mustard trousers and the red trousers are popular um is it true the other way is there like a rejection of certain kinds of clothing or like if you're you know from manchester do you wear certain things to mark yourself out and be part of that tribe does it work in reverse do we mm, think i wouldn't have said so although the whole like mancunian haircut you know a, a, a gallagher brothers style mm. haircut but that's more of a like um what sort of scene are you into Right, sort of, of a regional rather than a class thing. No, no, not even regional, like a scene. So like if oh, you're right. into like Britpop. Brit- okay, okay, yeah. You know, you know a lot of people who have that sort of haircut. Yeah. Um, It's not like every bloke in Manchester between the ages of 20 and 40 have <laughs> the, the same, same haircut, haircut as yeah. Noel Gallagher. I've right. actually been in the same room when um Noel Gallagher was having his haircut. No way. Yeah. What did he ask for? Um. I don't know. The usual. The Gallagher. Yeah, just, 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 you know, when you try and show them a picture of what you want, maybe yeah. he's just like, can just Google pictures of me and make it look like exactly. that again. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, anyway, to- total uh, <laughs> sidetrack there. Um, no, I don't think it does work in reverse, but I feel like if you're not posh, mm. you kind of, I don't know, there's a stronger sense of following fashion trends a little bit more oh that's interesting I don't know i've not really thought about that before well be this is this this sort of ties in i think to um 
another posh aspect of fashion, which is hand-me-downs. Mm. And I think that part of the reason maybe that you might not follow fashion trends is because you're sort of shackled to granddad's barber or like your, you know, great aunt's dress. So do you I, say granddad's barber because you do actually wear your I do granddad's actually, barber? Yeah, I, I wear, and we, we have one of those classic boot rooms that has just like a bajillion Wellington boots that have been purchased and found and handed down and acquired and it's just there's just this mess of coats and things that come from yeah and then there's sort of grandparents old walking sticks and barbers and things so I think that's a really um interesting part of it because yeah I think that there is maybe a certain timelessness to it because of Mm. you know hand-me-downs and stuff like that that means maybe you aren't as prone to following fashion trends because you sort of have your setup of of clothes maybe um, yeah and those things are usually always so well made um that, yeah that you they, know, last they don't and last. In, in disintegrate after a couple of seasons yeah um it is it is very interesting because i'm trying to think about how posh girls dress or how posh boys dress and i think the posh boy uniform is just so set you can mark it out yeah what, is, what does that comprise so a sort of light colored um check shirt Mm -hmm, yeah with usually a navy gilet Mm -hmm. that's pretty common sounding good um chinos of some form or another Mm -hmm. um maybe in the summer a a nice pair of boat shoes Ooh, lovely yeah yeah um i don't know about winter Um, well not boat shoes in winter not boat no clearly but boat shoes oh right um boat shoes definitely definitely big thing And then you mentioned something earlier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were doing our research on this. And I couldn't believe how successful this went. But I was trying to describe to you something that I know so well as a marker. You just see it everywhere in the circles that I, uh, like, move it. My friends at home, the pubs I go to, whatever. There's this belt. It's this bloody belt you see everywhere. (laughs) And it's got sort of diamond leather shapes in it. And they sit within multicoloured rectangles of fabric that go around the belt and I was trying to remember what it was called now guys maybe uh, everyone listening at home will know what I'm talking about and will will recognize it from the description if you don't pull out your phone right now and google posh boy belt which is what I did to try and recall this thing and the first thing that comes up are these belts that um, hopefully if you pulled it up by now, you'll recognise it. It's such a classic hallmark. And it, it's it's like blown my mind how I've seen them all over the place. And I've just thought, where is it that people are getting these belts from? And it always it has that slight vibe of like, ooh, I went travelling in Peru once and I got this belt. I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's but got it's that not... like, oh, I just got this on my trip to Africa when I was <laughs> yeah, helping in the exactly. orphanage. Got but that it's sort not. Of vibe to it's it, like it? sixty-five quid from some shishi sort of belt company. I can't remember the name of it, but Google it right now, and it should come up. And that is your little um, uh, visual uh, guide to go along with the audio description. So that I think you're right. I've also got a bit of a theory when it comes to fashion, which is I think it's it's interesting the way that um, your the posh people keep their head exposed, by which I mean. You, you, you like yeah. You wear collared shirts or a gilet or something. Mm. You tend not to go for like the hoodies or um, mm. uh, like flat caps and stuff like that. Not so much of a feature of posh fashion. You love a flat cap, though. Yeah, but that's because I'm pretending. 
You're pretending. What, what are you pretending? <laughs> Going undercover. <laughs> um, it was it was my camouflage when I came to visit your family. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, but but yeah, I think that that that's part of it as well. Is that I I think that's sort of a fair comment. Like the headgear and stuff like that isn't so much of a thing. I don't think. Um... Apart from the Panama hat. Yeah, now, the Panama, Panama hat, hat on top of red trousers while you're playing croquet. That is the look of or watching cricket at Lords. Yeah, exactly. Like but it's got to be the Panama. And there is there was a style of hat um, a couple of years ago now that um, the sort of Sloan Ranger type would wear. Oh yeah, which is a sort of um, oh god, almost a bit like Indiana Jones, but not. Often came. Oh, in I felt. know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've actually got one in my wardrobe because at the time I was living in Notting Hill. Very so, good. Very uh, you good. know, I had to blend in. Well, see, that's interesting because I've been talking from the male posh dressing perspective. But do you think that sort of there's a female equivalent where you could mark it out? So it's that hat, maybe kind of Kate Middleton archetype. That hat, a close-fitting oh, barber, maybe like skinny jeans or like tight-fitting jeans. I think. Yeah, um, and sort of, is it Shamu boots? Ooh, yeah, Le Chameau boots. That's it. Mm, that's good. But yeah, I, did, I, found, um, I found trying to describe what posh girls wear quite interesting because, you know, as a general rule, girls tend to have, you know, more options to them in mm. terms of mm-hmm. what they wear and what yeah. they don't and, you know, change with the fashions a little bit, a little bit more. Um, there's, I think there's like an aura I remember mm. at university, you would just know who the posh girls were, who, like the Ra girls. The Ra that's girls. That's what they used to be called, like okay. the Ra's. Uh, you know, Ra, 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 Ra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm familiar with, <laughs> <laughs> with the majority term, um, yeah. And uh, you, you would see these girls walking through um, Hyde Park in Leeds. That's where I went to university. So quite a sort, you know, it's a Bristol, it's a Newcastle, it's a, mm, mm. you know, um, not at Oxford or Cambridge, but you know, I'm I'm quite clever, and but I also like to party, sure. sort of uni. Yeah. Um. And you know, is great as an institution for many other reasons. I should hasten to add. Yeah. Leeds appreciate it. Yeah. You've got the support. Good. That's fine. Um. So you would see these girls sort of walking through Hyde Park, and they would be in sort of jogging bottoms, mm. um, UGG boots. They'd have outside. Their... Outside. Mm. Yeah. Outside. Uh, cold up north (laughs) outside um and they'd have their hair up in like a scruffy ponytail which somehow never managed to actually be scruffy but sort of looked very undone i Mm. have no idea how they used to do it and a scrunchie before scrunchies came back it was like an ironic scrunchie before scrunchies came back you know recently with the sort of 90s um, oh, I'm, I'm very familiar with. Do you the, know what a scrunchie is? No, <laughs> no. What are you talking about? Okay. Anyway, so they would have um, their scrunchie in their hair. Mm-hmm. They'd usually have hoop earrings as well, okay. which is interesting. We'll come back to hoop earrings, I think. Fine. Um, because hoop earrings, like, have a whole like life of their own. I think in terms of what people think they make as a statement of your class or not. Um, yeah, and so they would sort of walk through Hyde Park. And I, I always remember feeling if I dressed in that way, I would feel like I looked so scruffy and that people would think that I was scruffy as well. Right. But there was something about the way, I don't know if it's the way they carried themselves or something, they could just pull it off and they, yeah. they looked scruffy, but they didn't look scruffy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, 
so that yeah that's a very strange well that's that's, that's interesting because thing. because when we were making notes on some things to maybe talk mm. about on for this episode I see here, I scribbled down, we wrote down a whole bunch of items and I just scribbled down at the bottom. Maybe it's about not trying too hard. I think that's exactly it. And I think that that maybe stems from a few things. Number one, that innate confidence that mm. you were talking about that we've discussed in previous episodes. I don't have to try too hard. I know innately people know are going to respect me. Yeah, they're going to think yeah. I look good. I can turn it on if I want to, whatever. Number two, what I was just talking about earlier, that actually if you've got your you know um grandfather's barber and your uh, father's hand-me-down mm. shirts and you know like when when as a kid i um because we went to black tie events we went to there's a whole <laughs> series there's a child well i've yeah, still never like, been to a black tie event oh they're, they're quite good but um yeah when i was a teenager there was this mad series of hunt balls um the one we go to and there's one in particular called the feathers ball i'm sure everyone that's been um, we'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Describe, one. describe the ball to me, please. Um, oh, it, it's a weird <laughs> thing. Basically, um, you when you're 13 or 14, I think it was, everyone gets shipped to London, or used to, to go to the Feathers Ball, it's this big institution. Um, you once described to me certain clubs and nights out at university where you've said it was basically like a meat market. Yeah. Yeah, that, but oh, for, like, God. young teenagers. A real coming-of-age affair. It was super weird. Anyway, it was a black tie event, so you know that they kept it classy. Dear God. <laughs> Where was it held? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Dorchester I, I, it, or something. Yeah, probably. I can't remember. I think it moved around, but it's, like, a venue in London. Oh, God. God, those things were weird. Uh, and that's quite a funny aside, actually. Can you remember when you were about that age, sort of mid-teenagers? Mm. Like, young teenager, actually, for, for us. Um... And you would have school discos and the DJ at the end would have Angels by Robbie Williams lined up. (laughs) And the the DJ would be sitting there thinking, any minute now I can make 70% of the kids in this room make out. All I've got to do is press play on this one track. So weird, right? But they knew what they were doing. You get through two hours, whatever it is, of disco and you play your loud, dancey songs and then it's ready to go. (laughs) Angels (laughs) Angels by Robbie Williams. I'm going to make all these kids make out. (laughs) Here we go. I know. Grim. But that was a conscious decision by the DJ. Got to have a serious look at themselves. Anyway, so you'd go to things like black tie events, like these balls, um, and and I could go because my dad had a tux that I could borrow that he had from somewhere or something else I can't remember, but but it was just knocking around in in the wardrobe, um, and so I borrowed that, and it's just sort of there, ready to go, and it's like a, a mad combination of like his father's cummerbund and his uncle's like bow tie and whatever um and you're set and that i think is just such an interesting encapsulation of it it's sort of yeah of course it's okay to go to these events and not feel left out because i know that i've got the right attire because my dad says he does and he's given it to me and there you go so i belong yeah and that just kind of sums it up in Mm. in many ways that's very so on on the one hand this is a very frivolous discussion but on the other i think it really gets to like the heart of the whole um posh dynamics it's all about your place and belonging and stuff like that definitely it's all about kind of how you feel in it as well one thing that i find really funny is that your um uh black tie suit the trousers (laughs) have no hem because they were too short yeah someone just took them down just took them down but they're like frayed at the bottom yeah 
And you're just like, yeah, no, it's fine. Nobody will notice. I'm wearing black shoes. Like, yeah. on I go. Whereas nobody does I went notice. to a black tie event and my hem was coming down and, you know, my dress was a bit frayed at the edges. I'd, I'd feel so intensely um, embarrassed and self-conscious through that whole thing. I just would mm-hmm. not. That's very I couldn't interesting. wear that thing. I'd have so to you're right. So so I I did go to my latest black tie event in my frayed hem trousers. <laughs> but I'll have you know that in the gentleman's lavatories, a gay man complimented me on the stylish nature of what he called my boot cut trousers. <laughs> I don't even know. What that, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. But it works. So um, yeah, that and a velvet jacket that my mum got in a charity shop. I Boom. love that velvet jacket. You're ready to go. Let's talk about your dress shirt as well, Max. Dress shirt, oh yeah, the dress shirt doesn't fit properly. So um, <laughs> it has French cuffs, which is where you have to fold it back in on itself mm. to thread through the um, cuff link. But instead, I just have to have it fully open so they don't <laughs> fold back. But that's all right, because if you keep your jacket on at all times, then, then no one sees that. And also, um, the neck's too small. So what I do is I add a paper clip to connect <laughs> to connect the, the button at the top. And then you wear your bow tie on top of that, so nobody sees that. Boom. But, but the point is, like is it's got lovely pleated nice. front and, nice. and the buttons are it's covered. very Austin Powers. Hey, it's not. <laughs> for listeners at home, come on. You respect me a bit more than that. It's not very Austin Powers. It's a much more refined no, set is, of pleats. It's a nice shirt. It's, it's just nice a shirt. shame it doesn't fit. Yeah, it's a shame, <laughs> but you know, you make do. And that's that. I think okay. this is it. Is you're, you're most of the way there because you've been handed down the shirt. Parents rummage in a cupboard, boom, wear that. You make it work and, yeah. and then off you go. Um, so I think that that is a large part of where posh fashion yeah it's sort of slightly from. undone it there's there's like a posh hair i think for girls as well okay which is the sort of a big bouncy blow dry thing which has previously been quite a um you know it's quite a, like a luxurious hair can you give me an style. example like is there a like is there a famous person that's had this i just don't really know what that like kate middleton's hair is often like okay. quite quite a beautiful sort of bouncy loose curl sort of blow dry right got it that sort of thing mm-hmm. um but actually there's a whole other school of hairstyle for posh girls as well which i think is mainly like quite tousled and quite sort of scruffy mm-hmm. and a bit nest like fine <laughs> if okay. i can call it that but it has like it looks lovely but again it's that sort of oh devil may care i couldn't be bothered to brush, brush my hair for this yeah. event yeah. style well it's, it, it's, it's just the confidence that you need to pull it off this is it and it i guess it's like it's a little bit beneath you to try too hard with it oh that's interesting but, but it's it's yeah it's a difficult thing to try to like mm, nail down as a description it is yeah but yeah so i think you're right i think that you can pick out certain um characteristics in fashion that mark one out as posh yeah. or not and actually a lot of them are pretty obvious they can be based quite reliably around things like wax jackets red mm. trousers tweed and i think there's a certain um innate confidence you need uh, or, or that leads you down that path that you've picked up on i think that it's part of that whole tribalism thing of, well, mm. look, I, I wear that because that's, you know, what I'm all about. I think it's a um, tradition thing as well. Yeah, like, you know, conservative yeah. with a small C, um, traditional type of clothing. Whereas, you know, a lot of people might look at that and go, that God, that's just so boring to have to dress like that all yeah. the time. I, I, I want to try, I want to try new things. Um, well, just to give you one last example then, 
I my grandfather was a member of the East India Club, mm. which is one of those swanky members clubs in uh, sort of cent- central London near Pall Mall, I think. Um, and my dad, therefore, has knocking around and offered for me to have, though I didn't really want it, the East India Club members tie because he just had one around because it was handed down by his father. Um, I so, wouldn't even know what that looks like. So so that would not speak to me. got a couple of elephants on it. <laughs> I mean, unsurprising, really, given the history. But, yeah. like, I wouldn't... That's the interesting thing. It's like a little signal to yeah. where, yeah. if you're in the know... That's it. So, like, I, I, a couple of years ago, went to Lord's Cricket Ground, where you have to wear tie and blazer, and then the members have their very specific tie with its bit of colouring mm. on it. So you're absolutely right. This is it. It's like... If you're in the know, here's a little wink at you, and then you really do know that I'm part of the gang, and that's all cool. Mm. Um, and, and ties are so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen Fry's doing Fry's ties <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> through lockdown, where yeah. he's sort of taking a picture of. He's got hundreds and hundreds of ties, and he's taking a picture of his chosen tie to wear that day, and gives you a bit of history about it. It's absolutely fascinating. So anyway, that is our canter through posh fashion it is um hopefully that's been helpful uh to any listeners that are using this podcast to work out what it's all about <laughs> and it's a little bit of a, a how-to guide um to spot people um or if you know if you fancy trying to blend in with uh posh people that's giving you a nice little shopping list get on and get the posh boy belt shopping list but the big takeaway is just wear whatever you've got with confidence isn't yeah, it that's kind of very that's kind one. of it yeah interesting um and we've planted a few seeds for future discussion, but I do think that, yeah, there's we, we, we've covered a few things now. Food to death, sport uh, and fashion. And there's a few themes, I think, emerging mm. just about where these things come from and, and really fundamentally what it's all about. Definitely. Um, however, I'm going to move on from that uh, exhilarating and uh, engaging subject to my favourite uh, segment which is correspondence. Correspondence. So, correspondence for this week uh, comes from Ollie. Thank you, Ollie. Ollie. He said, uh, flashback to the dinner and lunch conversation. Mm. You're missing the Midlander perspective, where we mix it up however we want. Sorry. He then, he said... Also, something I've found weird as a Midlander on the North-South Divide. Do you guys know what Mufti is? Mufti. Mm, M-U-F-T-I, isn't that's, it? That's correct. I, I think I've been to a few events where they've had, like, Mufti tents. And I think <laughs> I think that's right. And isn't... Um, this might be completely wrong. Isn't Mufti, like, a sort of 1940s word for for food? And it's sort of... No, God, I I've, I've no idea. I'm shaking my head because I've not got a clue. Yeah. Um, I had I no know. idea when Ollie asked this question. Okay. So I, so I went back and I said, no, please provide us with the context. Oh, good. Okay. What is it? Um, it's, <laughs> to me, it sounds a little bit like, you know, you're too afraid to say vagina. <laughs> too embarrassed to say it. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, but he said, no, a mufti day is a um, uh, an own clothes um, day at school. Oh, so I was just completely wrong. Yeah, 
So he said at his high school, it was just a completely common mufti. common phrase, a mufti day. It's a day where you wear your own clothes at no, school. No, we just called that home clothes. Home clothes. It, we yeah. just called it own clothes day. <laughs> Fine, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Did you have to have your clothes shipped from home, especially for those days? Uh, no, no. You had like, you know, you had a little stash with you at school. Um, <laughs> well, go. that's very so that's, interesting. That's what a mufti day is. So Thank I'd... you, Ollie. Yeah, thanks, Ollie. Is Wait, that... what? But but you said that that was following on from the lunch and dinner conversation. Well, he was talking about the Midlanders' perspective. P- perspective on what? On lunch and dinner? And then yeah. he's gone to Mufti, which is about clothes. Yeah, but he said... Ollie, get your story straight. <laughs> he said something weird he's found as a Midler. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that he, like, he's not met anybody from the North or South that calls that thing a Mufti day. Oh, okay. Come on, Max, keep up. Sorry, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, okay, well, the, thank you very much. It's the, Yeah, the, just learning more good stuff about the weird and very nuanced worlds within uh, Great Britain or the United Kingdom. Um, so that was very welcome. But uh, yeah, I, I've never heard of that. No, me neither. Have you Go guys on. at home? I yeah. mean, where are you from? Have you heard of it? If you've not heard of it, did you have a special name for Own Clothes Day? Yeah. Right in. <laughs> very good. Uh, via the official channels. Speaking, speaking of official channels, by the way, the very observant of you might have picked up, that was an Instagram DM, which I think you mentioned. And that has now been designated as an official correspondence channel. So you will an get... exciting policy change Exactly. So you will get a jingle and a name check, like Ollie just did. Um, uh, so do please write in any thoughts or correspondence or questions that you have. You can reach us on email at posh things my boyfriend says at gmail.com and you can also reach us on twitter at at posh things my and you can as we now know dm or follow us or engage with us on instagram at posh things my Perfect. we're very consistent on our um, handles across yeah. social media we've tried channels. to make it as easy as possible <laughs> but some of you still aren't following us so <laughs> get on the socials anyway i that's... think we'll leave it there <laughs> <laughs> Well, you do the intro. Do I? <laughs> yeah. Oh.